and welcome to episode 16 of the Graph Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Fairholm. Today, we're continuing our behind the ball series that goes into how our team here at Graph is developing a smart golf ball and analytics platform, allowing golfers to examine their games from the inside out as they never have before. This is our third episode in the series. The first was with Rowan Fraser, the Chief Design Officer of Graph. In that pod, we talked about what the golf smart concept is, the future of analytics in golf, some of Rowan's backstory, and how he became involved with Graph, and a lot more. The second was with Mike Eberly. He's one of the three co-founders of Graph and the company's CTO. In that one, we went into how he is leading the software development side and creating an app for Graph users, the fundraising process, some, some of the origins of Graph, and a lot more in that one as well. If you want to go back and listen to those episodes, Rowan's was on June 25th and Mike's was on August 2nd. But today, our guest is Patrick Kelly, better known to us as PK, a co-founder and CPO of Graph. He's a Johns Hopkins graduate with an electrical engineering degree. Uh, He also played football for the Blue Jays as a defensive back. And get this, he holds the school record for longest interception return at 90 yards and shares the record for longest kickoff return at 95 yards. I've seen video proof. I can confirm that he's got some serious wheels. And in this episode, we actually get into how his former JHU football coach, the late great Jim Margraff, inspired the company name and represents so much of the ethos of Graff. We also touch on PK's role with Graff, which which centers around the golf ball itself, some of the challenges in building a smart golf ball, why it hasn't been done before. There's just a lot of great stuff in this episode. I'm, I'm pumped for you to hear it. So without further delay, here's our conversation with PK. So when you first got involved with Graph, how did that how did that come about in the beginning? Yeah, so um, as you know, um, me, Aaron, and Mike were all on the same football team. So obviously we were teammates and friends and we hung out all the time. And I actually had marketing class with Aaron as part of my minor. That's kind of why I was in the class with him uh, when I was a junior and he was a freshman. And uh, I don't know, for a while he was just looking at these electrical components on DigiKey. And I don't know, it, I was doing a senior project. It, it was my junior year, but it was like a semester long thing where I had to make my own project using Arduino. So, you know, make your own PCB. And I was kind of doing the same stuff, looking at the DigiKey uh, website a lot. And I was just like, what is this econ freshman doing, looking <laughs> at these every single day? So I, I asked him, I was like, oh, what are you doing? He's all, he just kind of like brushed it off. He would ask me a lot about my major. And I just kind of thought it was because he was interested and was just being nice. But it turns out he was kind of interviewing me the whole time, which was funny. He was just saying like, oh, you know, what are you doing right now? And I was doing like some some stuff with PCB design, uh, robotics. So I would just tell him about it, tell him about my internships, doing electrical stuff, doing testing, working at some big contractors for the government, do, doing electrical engineering. I just thought he was interested. It turns out, yeah, he was interviewing the whole time. And then he came up to me with this idea of the smart golf ball. And I was immediately really interested one, because you could just tell like how passionate he was about his idea, which was awesome. And two, because it really hasn't been done before. I'm a really big Fitbit guy. So I like 
would wear my Fitbit every day and I love seeing all the stats all the time. And I think that's like the closest thing I had. I'm not an avid golfer like the other guys you've uh, interviewed so far, Mike and Rowan. So the closest like connection I had to it was this Fitbit, like seeing the stats from that. And I just saw so much potential along with how like driven Aaron was that that's kind of like what brought me on board. Was it different coming to the company with that perspective of somebody who wasn't really a golfer, but was more of, uh, you know, interested in it from a, from a kind of a different, uh, angle. Oh, totally. I would say that there was a lot of stuff that they were worried about, uh, when it comes to data and stuff that I'm, I don't want to say was too complicated, but for, I, I feel like I gave the perspective of a guy who I've golfed before, but if you tell me the spin rate of my seven iron, like there's nothing I can do with that information, which I thought like kind of helped us lead the way into like figuring out, okay, obviously throwing out like raw data at people won't be the most useful thing. That's where we need to kind of like take the raw data and make our own judgments off of it. And then like show people videos or give them the advice. So that's kind of where like, the AI uh, we're focusing on is leading towards and uh, the club and everything. The very beginning of Graph, uh, what what do you what are some of your memories? You know, at, at the very beginning of it, you know, coming up with the name uh, and, and kind of just the the early days of trying to uh, you know figure out what the company was going to be. Yeah, that was it. Was really interesting. I think at first it was me, Aaron, we and we brought on Mike. Mike started. Uh, helping us out a lot when it came to the funding stuff and then Rowan. And I think when it was just us for, for a while, we were just called upshot golf and like, I, we really liked it. We started doing branding stuff, tried making websites and that's where we ended up getting caught up because we couldn't get the, the URL that we wanted. And then we realized, all right, well, maybe we need to make a switch for the name. Unfortunately, our head coach passed away my junior spring in January. So we had been working up on the project for a couple months, but still like very raw. And it just kind of gave us like really good inspiration for honestly, the whole name, obviously his name was Jim Margraf and now we're Graf Golf. He was just the most like inspiring person. Honestly, I've met uh, every day after practice. He had these, these quotes, these sayings. I mean, I know my college roommate or sweet mate, he was a linebacker on our team. He had a, a little black book of just quotes and sayings that uh, Coach Margraf used to have for us. And like, he keeps that really near and dear to him. I mean, I even have one of his sayings tattooed on my leg now. I got it a few months back. If not, now when? Uh, just short and sweet. And it really hits to the point. But he had tons of uh, motivation and just wisdom that, kind of led us through football, but also but mainly he was trying to prepare us for life. And he said that over and over. And me, Aaron, Mike really saw that as something that we wanted to put into graph. So that's kind of where the inspiration for making the transition from Upshot to Graph came from. And also just where we want to take this company as a whole. That quote, if not now, when that really applies to to startups and to companies that are trying to you know break the mold and and trying to do something for the first time like like building a smart golf ball i, I wonder what would coach margraf think of graph 
the, the company. I, I think he'd be happy with how we're running things. I think he would really be uh, proud of how Aaron's running the company as a whole. I really like um, the culture that we have. Uh, we keep things business where we need it to be business. But I mean, you're, you're in the slack. We have random stuff and we, we have fun with what we're doing also. But I think uh, the biggest thing you'd have to say, and he would always say after or when playoff time came around, is pressure is for surgeons and soldiers, not not for football players out here. And I think that kind of goes also for a startup. Like, yeah, there's pressure on us to get a product out there and satisfy our investors and everything. And we take that super seriously, but it's not make or break. It, no one's life is on the line. And I think that kind of helps us keep a level head about all the issues that we might've ran into over the last three years. And also uh, just kind of grinding with what we're doing go- moving forward. That's really well said. In, in terms of your role with Graph over the past few years, how has it evolved over that time? How has, how has it changed over that time? Uh, my role specifically has moved around a ton. I know Aaron, CEO, Mike, CTO now. I used to be labeled CTO, but like early on, it was PCB development was all I was focusing on. And then once we kind of got that going, it was a lot of back and forth, getting the ball made and then the charger designed. My, I transitioned more from like an engineering role to kind of doing it all. Uh, I was helping file for patents, FCC certification, working with manufacturers, talking with people from Taiwan, China, all over the world, trying to get PCBs uh, assembled and really get the supply chain figured out. And I was doing that for a while. I had some help from Emmett, obviously. And then that's where we decided that uh, 20-year-old and 21-year-old engineering majors really don't have the technical expertise uh, we need to set up a very sophisticated supply chain. And that's where we brought Parker in. So now kind of went from engineering to like a supply chain role with some ragtag stuff in between where now I'm, I'm focusing on product development and kind of keeping on uh, with patent work and FCC uh, certifications. You mentioned earlier that you know, the fact that there has never been a smart golf ball that has really been made that has been successful. And that's a part of the allure of, of the challenge of, of doing this and, and, and being a part of graph from, a, from a high level view, uh, why, why has it been so difficult for, you know, the past 10, 15 years, why, why somebody hasn't done that? What are some of the obvious challenges that just are, are difficult for people to kind of understand? Yeah, I would say big ones that we saw, and this kind of came step-by-step for us, a lot of off-the-shelf products just don't have the ratings to measure spin rate for the most part. That was probably the most challenging uh, data point that we needed to figure out. I think a lot of IMUs, so like movement devices that pick up on spin rate, top out at 3000 RPMs, uh, ones that are small enough for us to actually put inside of a golf ball. So we had a workaround for that that took some time. Get it, getting a 
a PCB into a golf ball that you can actually hit and not break on impact. Uh, when you pull out the, the big spoon, the driver, and, and just swing at it, that took a lot of time and a lot of testing. That was, that was a lot of back and forth getting PCBs to actually put into these rubber coatings was a lot more challenging than I would have ever thought. The molds and stuff you need for rubber coating is a world that I don't really want to deal with ever again. <laughs> but uh, Park Parker has that figured out, which is nice. So you're saying it's not as easy as just cutting open like a Titleist and putting a chip inside of a golf ball and putting it back together. It's, it's a l- little more complicated than that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you mentioned earlier that you're not really like a golfer in the, you know, the traditional sense of, of the word. Has your relationship with golf changed at all uh, since being with Graf? I, I guess said another way, do you think of golf any differently than, than you did at the beginning of, of, of Graf? Honestly, yeah, I would say I do. Um, I try and go out to uh, the range a little more. I used to, when I first got like introduced to golf, it was probably like my freshman year of college. We had a charity golf outing for the football team. But I would go max three or four rounds a whole year for like the next four years or whatever. And all of them would be charity golf out- outings with a decent amount of drinking involved a lot lot of fun but not really serious golf and they were all scrambles like I was never playing my own ball didn't really care if uh, my specialty is I would just go up and and try and hit the driver as far as I could and if I ended up in the woods then my dad would pull out a three iron and just hit it straight a lot lot more like fun than serious but after talking I mean Mike uh, was kind of in the same boat as me, but he has been taking it a lot more seriously. So I talk with him about like how he practices all the time. He's gone to like golf camps. Like he said, he tries to play multiple rounds a week. I've, I would play with him sometimes in the summer. He'd give me tips, which is nice. Uh, I've actually watched some of Alex's YouTube videos. Yeah. And, it, and just listened to his uh, driver podcast that you guys had a few weeks ago. So yeah, try and pick up some of that, go to the range, actually think about how I'm swinging now and what I sent it to uh, some of you guys, but shot under a hundred finally. So congratulations. That's a, that's a big accomplishment. Thank you. you guys, uh need to get the holes where I shoot eights and nines out of the way and it will go down significantly. Hopefully the, the big numbers can kill you. Uh, if you get rid of those, you'll be on your way to 90 in no time. That's a, that's a goal. <laughs> so, you know, you mentioned earlier about the fact that if you got spin rate, uh, if you got a spin rate number, that you wouldn't really know what to do with that. And the the advantage for a golfer to get that information to actually have a, a package where they are able to uh, do something with that and understand what that means could be so valuable. What what makes you excited about that kind of opportunity that Graf has, that there are going to be a lot of people who maybe they are super into golf and they could use this information or maybe somebody who uh, like yourself, you know, doesn't play as much, but could still use this information to kind of have it be valuable to, uh, to all golfers. Yeah. I, the, the way I think of it, that would be super cool. And this is like thinking just by myself is okay. I'm like, okay, I'm going to hit the range. But instead of hitting the range, I'll just go out back and I'll hit a graph ball into a net maybe a hundred times. 
and I'll get all the data and eventually it'll come back and it'll say, okay, you hit your seven iron and 40% of the time you were slicing it. Here are some possible things that might be causing it. And here's like a link to a YouTube video on how to fix that. And I could really go out there, swing for 20 minutes, watch that YouTube video, feel it and be like, all right, this makes sense. And then right away, go and practice the fixes that the app just showed me. And I don't know, I just think that's really cool and something you don't really get. I mean, even my uncle has one of these track man things and it's cool because you hit the ball and it tells you how far you hit it, whatever, but it doesn't give you a lot of feedback. And that's kind of where I think graph will be super exciting for people like me, but also expert golfers that really know their stuff. They're like, wow, that one swing didn't feel right. I know I did this and we can actually tell them, okay, like, oh, it wasn't just that one swing. You kind of have a tendency to have this kind of spin rate on this many percentages of your shots with X club. And hopefully they'll be able to really utilize that information. We see this a lot with, you know, other technology and in, in other industries, but it seems like analytics and golf were, were just kind of at the very beginning of it, right? It's, it seems like there's a lot more to, uh, to uncover. And uh, there are so many people who go out to the golf course and don't really have much of a, uh, of a plan or really like any understanding of, of, of how they play the game. Um, and it just seems like it could be so much more fun if you have that feedback, like you're describing. I think there's just a whole other world out there uh, that, that could be really interesting for, for golfers uh, of all types. Yeah, totally. I actually think in like training sessions with actual pros or people that go out and pay for lessons, kind of like, okay, I could take one swing and they go, okay, this is what happened with that shot right there. Fix your grip. I swing with the fixed grip and you can like see the direct difference, like right there. And just the potential with stuff like that. There, there's so much that people could do with that stuff. The, the feedback right away is just so valuable because normally people just go to a driving range and they're, they're hitting 27 irons and they just don't have any feedback of any kind really, even if they have a track man or, or some other launch monitor, they're, maybe they're getting the yardage, but they don't have any idea what that really means. So. Yeah. I think it'll be cool. Cause then you can even, you could label each shot specifically and say, okay, I teed it up this high or I teed it lower this time, or I put it in the front of my stance and use this grip and you can like have comments on each shot. I, having it just on your phone and being able to get that like in real time is, is very valuable, I think. And thank you again to PK for hopping on the pod. He's just a really good dude, incredibly smart, fun guy to, to hang with, and a huge piece of graph golf. I hope you enjoyed the listen. Our next podcast is going to be with Dalton and Dante of Enjoy the Walk Pod as we preview the Ryder Cup, which is arguably the biggest event in the game, one of the biggest events in all of sports. Uh, we, can only, we only get it every other year, so we have to soak it in. You can be on the lookout for, for that one later this month. 
And we have some written content for you as well. Recent articles on the site include the five most efficient ways to lower your score, the five most efficient ways to improve your putting. We have articles on, on spin rate. Just a lot of a lot of really good stuff on the site. Uh, we'll have some pieces on ball speed and launch angle also coming up. If you like analytics and golf, we've we've got you covered. You can find those at graph.golf. There's also a ton of info on the golf ball there as well. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can send an email to the club at graph.golf. That's everything we have for you today. Hope to see you again next time. Cheers. <laughs>